Welcome to episode 37 of the Sunday Conversation Podcast. I'm Ben Schanenberger. Across the screen from me is my good pal, Aaron Taylor. Aaron, how's your week, buddy? Extraordinary. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, Presented by Loyalty Liquors. Ah, damn it. I was just about to say you forgot the Loyalty Liquors part. I don't think I'm ever doing that again. I think... uh, I think at the end of the day, uh, you're better at that than I am. You've got more energy, more enthusiasm. I'm just too, uh, too even keel to do, to do the intro anymore. So I've officially been Wally Pitt. But uh, yeah, Benny, week was good. Uh, busy, uh, lousy weather, um, which is great. I love lousy weather. It makes me, makes me feel like uh, I can just focus on what I need to focus on. But um, how was your week, pal? How's the barn coming along? Dude, week uh week was good, man. I'm I'm uh I guess we'll say like since I've been using a tape measure more than I'd ever want to be using a tape measure in my life. I'm I'm seven eighths done. Um <laughs> Oh shit, dude. Yeah. Um old Trev, the uh, close friend of the pod. Um Yeah, he was like, Yeah, uh I need a shed. And, you know, I think most people are, would consider like a shed, like a little, I don't know, 10 by 10, you know, maybe a six by 10. Um, Fit a lawnmower in there, maybe a couple other things. No, No, we're in Texas. So uh, (laughs) we're going 24 by 24, (laughs) which is uh, um, mathematically speaking, bigger than my house on Coventry Lake. (laughs) so um i've learned a shitload man i mean i feel like i've like i've i've watched my dad build structures forever i've watched i mean shit a lot of people we're close with are in the building um i guess business sort of so i've watched people build quite a bit but i've never really tackled my own barn job i'm calling it a barn job so how'd you, how'd you approach it though? Um, I approached it. Basically we, I approached it with a, we found a little spot that was out of grade. So we got a, we rented a little Bobcat from home Depot. Sure. I ripped that thing around for a full day. Um, like smoothing out the land, getting it all level. Uh, Texas is pretty cool in terms of like the, the soil. Um, what's that word I'm looking for? The soil, um, consistency, the makeup, the composition. Exactly. It's just pretty much pure clay. Mm -hmm. So it's like this super, super hard, you know, like you could just drive the bucket of the Bobcat into this clay and, you know, kind of like create a perfect flat ground. So got that all done up and then got a big load of crushed concrete brought in kind of leveled out the pad um and then it's supported by 12 12 foot six by sixes which are probably about like 250 pounds maybe maybe no not that much about 180 180 pounds a piece like big heavy duty um so Dylan, before you, know, you started using steroids, 
Exactly. Yeah. Just, just kidding, before, Bill. Just kidding. Before his his cycle of uh, whatever, you know, <laughs> I'm sure the army pumped something into him too. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, so just got these like big. I, I mean, twelve big ass posts in the ground, and it's considered a pole barn. So from there, I kind of just started, you know, framing it out, and uh, you know, it's just a, a process, little by little, kind of got the got the rafters on got the roof on got the metal roof on then i started working on the sides um so now we're all sided in and the roof is done and uh just got to basically do some trim work which you know sometimes the you know almost trickiest part lots of little little cuts and stuff gotta gotta make her look sharp you know but so you never, never built any or tackled anything like this before. Ever. No, I was actually <clears throat> joking around with Trevor that my, my biggest build to date was, uh, was a 10 by 12 shed in my backyard. And I had, uh, my dad and a close buddy who's a, like a, a really good framer helping. Um, and we did it in one day, like the whole entire thing. So. I feel like I'm building more like a house and no, I've never done this before. But it just, looks, it's, it looks great. It looks unbelievable. That's why I was impressed. And I was, I, you know, I don't like I, the one thing that comes to mind with like building a structure like that is got to make sure it's all supported, right? All the weight is supported a, a bunch of different ways. And like, yeah, I so just I have, wasn't sure I how have, you figured that out. <laughs> I have four bents as they call it. A bent is like the, the row so there's like three beam there's three posts across with yeah. a, with a carrying beam over the top and there's four of those and then all the rafters lay on top of that so it's like it's amply amply um supported um, so how hurricane proof is it um hurricane proof in the middle in dallas uh, i don't think i think we're more worried about a tornado and you know how naders are but man i i think this thing might be nader proof so um <laughs> it's like dude it, it's together and actually as, as weird as this sounds aaron like you'd really have to rack your brain but if you if you could picture Mike's barn with yeah. nothing in it that is actually a pole barn as well no it's shit. The same. It's the same exact stuff. The roof isn't the same. Right. But the how it's all, you know, it's those big, huge posts. Yeah. And then just like, uh, you know, pieces of, of of wood connecting all the posts together to to form the structure, sort of. So. Um, it's considered a pole barn. I'm very, I'm very impressed, Ben. Uh, I, you know, when I saw when you sent me pictures yesterday, I was like, oh, you know, looks great. And then I didn't know that you had never built anything like that before, which, uh, you know, hey, speaks to your ingenuity and and uh, your know-how and your, you know, can-do attitude. Um, you know, when when we see when I see on Trevor's Instagram in like a month that the thing blew over because of 50 mile per hour winds, I'll be like, well, that makes sense. But <laughs> just yeah, I mean, there's a two week. Uh, warranty, you know, <laughs> money back, but that's it. Uh, it's worse than hockey sticks. Um, but uh, I would, I was curious. I wanted to find out this because, and, and I don't, 
to well, a couple things, but I don't want to, uh, to get down the COVID rabbit hole, but I wanted to, um, to know what was going on in Texas because I think Texas has like the most cases in the, in the country right now. Um, and like in Connecticut, they're rolling it. We're rolling back. We're going, restaurants are back to being closed at nine 30. I think it really feels like there's probably another shutdown coming our way. Um, so I was just curious what was going on in Dallas as far as that was concerned. Uh, dude, I don't know, man. Like it, it's hard to tell. Like I'm, I'm, uh, you know, like I, I've gone into Home Depot every day, multiple times a day, and I haven't worn a mask and everybody pretty much has a mask on, but no one's ever said like, hey, you need a mask type of thing. Um, uh, and then, oh man, it's pretty funny. So I now my favorite thing is like, I love, you know, I love being just like a leader, you know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> I, I'll go into the store and like, I'm looking around for a little while. And I, and I don't, I just walk in, no mask, no, nothing on my neck. Like I'm, I am, I got nothing. So like, if they're like, you need a mask, like I got to go home because I don't even have one in my <laughs> truck. <laughs> but, uh, so I get in there and I start walking around and you see everybody with masks on. And then they, they like, they see you and they're like, Oh shit. And they like take theirs off. And then like, <laughs> you know, like more and more people take them off. Then yesterday i bring my load of lumber outside and i'm obviously walking out and i'm at the like at the back of my truck and i'm about yeah. to like what i'm putting lumber in and this guy's walking by and he's like oh shit i hear him say and he turns to me he's like did you wear a mask inside and i was like nope and he's like awesome and then he just went inside <laughs> without his mask on. it was like an older guy he's like either gonna have to walk all the you know back to his car or he's like fuck that but uh you know and it's like yeah i get it um here we are you know whatever it's like you know i get the whole like oh yeah you know it's it's you know think about other people you know it's not about you you know it's like wear a mask for others and i think that's it's almost more like that just makes those people even sheepier in terms of like, like, what do you talk? You know what I mean? It's like, it's been rammed down your throat so hard that, you know what I mean? That's like, you know, how much, how much fruit did you eat today? You know, it's like, I've been outside in the sun with my shirt off. I'm tan as shit. Like, um, it's like, the number one fighter for the coronavirus early on, they said was, uh, was vitamin D. You know right. what I mean? It's like, I, I got my, my cooler with pineapple and watermelon. It's like, I'm eating apples. I'm chugging water. Um, it, it's like, I feel fucking great. Like never better. So it's right. like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, all through this, I feel like I've kind of like, as soon as this all started to happen, I was like, well, fuck this. I, I need to make my immune system even better. So it's yeah. like, you know, and now Aaron, since we've gone down this little hole, um, I kind of want to like, I have some thoughts here. Okay. One, one is I saw something on the blue masks, the really cheap blue masks that everybody yeah, yeah. in America yep, is yep, wearing. Yep, yep, yep. Essentially those are put together like on a fucking it's like insulation, ro- like rolled, like 
tight, like really like you're essentially like breathing in every part, like every particle that those are made of. And it's, it came out that they got tested and it's like terrible for you. It's like fucking terrible. So every single person that, you know, it's like, notice how those are the main masks everywhere. You know what I mean? The ones that they hand out. Everyone that's got one of those on all day is breathing in all these, they're carcinogenic fibers. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, okay, yeah, you're wearing a mask literally to kill yourself more. So um, with those kind, that's why obviously, you know, it's like, hopefully you wear your own mask. That's, you know, when I do wear a mask, I mean, mine's like a, a, a bamboo buff. Yeah. Mine's the same thing. Um, um so either way it's just like so now my my here's my you know I what I said I had a couple thoughts so what I just said about all these these masks that everyone's wearing that are, you know you're breathing in this this bad like fine super ultra fine stuff that's probably messing up your airways right yep. what did they just do to us for however many months they just broke our immune systems down. Everyone's wearing a mask. Everyone's breathing in this shit. You know, mask, mask, mask. You're only getting a, you know, a, a third of the oxygen you're supposed to be getting when you breathe. Um, and then next thing you know, so all this time, just say that there wasn't even like a real thing, you know? And now, boom, winter comes and an actual flu comes that you know comes every year and now every single person with their with their um immune system not at full charge is just going to be it's going to be like it you know it leaves it open to a mass a mass amount of illness um you know yeah well i mean and we talked about that um I don't even remember when we talked about it, but about, you know, taking care of your immune system. Right. And like, you know, making sure that, um, you know, you're doing all the necessary steps just that you can do naturally that you don't even have to do through. Um, sorry, I'm trying to get numbers here. Okay, here we go. Um, you know, through foods and vegetables and exercise and or fruits, vegetables, exercise, being out in the sun, you know, taking, just taking care of your body, right? The simple stuff. Um, I was uh, actually the, the nutritionist who I talked about last week. She posted an Instagram story yesterday that was like, um, you know, like the three things to boost your immune system. And it was like sleep, you know, it was like sleep, but like, you know, get good sleep. Like don't go to sleep, you know, before you're like, if you're not tired enough to go to sleep, you know, like don't force yourself to sleep. Don't sit in your phone or sit on your phone in your bed, like right before you go to bed, like, you know, shut off electronics before you go to sleep um, so that you get good sleep, drink tons of water and then eat the right foods and, and um, you know, get plenty of sunshine. It's like, dude, it's like simple stuff, but you know, here we are, we're headed back towards um, a lockdown. And like, so that's just, you know, it, it's not gonna be the case for a lot of people. Um, but I, the, the reason I asked you, Ben, is because it's the complete opposite here when it comes to like, at least the mass anyways, you know, it's, it's everywhere's mass all the time and, and all that stuff. And, you know, at the end of the day, whatever I, 
I guess my thought process is, is, you know, if these masks work, you know, it would seem, it would make sense that we wouldn't have the highest number of cases, daily cases that we've had since this thing started. Um, but I, the reason I asked, and I, uh, or you brought up the flu, and someone had mentioned to me that the, that so far, like the flu virus, uh, the influenza levels were down significantly. And so I just pulled up the CDC's website. And so that's a very I'll, trustworthy uh, source. Yeah. CDC.gov. <laughs> I think the .gov stands for government, but I could be wrong. Um, so in 40 weeks since, oh, that's not 40 weeks, a week 40 of the, of the year. Okay. So in, since September 27, 2020, so what's that about seven weeks, Ben? Uh, there have been 85,746 tests for the flu. How many positive specimens would you reckon there are? Now, remember, everybody, this is per the CDC's website. 80, out of 86,000? Roughly, yes. How, so that's how many people they've tested for the flu? Corrected. And how, how, many, many, how many have tested positive for the influenza virus, both influenza A, influenza, and influenza B? Um, 6,332. 49. <laughs> Total. <laughs> that is, uh, that's, and if you want to break down a little bit further, 28. Uh, for influenza A and 21 for influenza B. Um, Jeez, man, we are clean this year. Now, listen, I know, I know we're not full on into, into flu season yet, but here is my thought process on that is you're telling me out of what, what did I say? 80, 85, it was 85,746. 86, yeah. oh. So you're telling me out of that many people, only 49 people have have the flu at this point in the year like how the fuck can that possible how can that be possible and i think there's like it's there's hey that don't that i just like was thinking about like i wonder if that's like a like the ratio of like what it maybe really is in like a college football stadium just say like 80,000 people are at a game. You think like right. 50 of them have the flu and could spread it or whatever. You know, I'm just Probably. like. Probably. You know, I don't know. Is, is that actually like. Well, here. Is that actually. We can do this. Um, uh, let's see. Number of flu cases per year. Hold on. Hey, how about like everyone shutting down sports? The yeah. Ivy League. The I Ivy mean, League. Well, of um, course, those fucking soft asses. No, I'm just kidding. Um, all right. So the CDC estimated that the burden of illness during the 2019-2020 season was moderate with an estimated 38 million people sick with flu, 18 million visits to a healthcare provider for flu, 400,000 hospitalizations for flu, and 22,000 flu deaths. So last year, 38 million people got the flu between you know, the end of 2019, early 2020. I don't know when, when like, this year, actual... 49, 
<laughs> influenza. Okay, influenza activity in the United States during the 2019-2020 season began to increase in November and was consistently high through January and February. So 38 million people last year and so far into November, which I guess it's early in flu season, there's been 49 people that have uh, been characterized as having influenza A or influenza B. So listen, Ben, listen, you know, uh, I, I'm not a huge conspiracy guy, but you can't look at that. You no, know, those... I believe in statistics. I believe in analytics. And you can't look at those numbers and tell me there is not something fishy about the fact that there's 115,000 new COVID cases every day in this country the last week or so. And there's 49 total cases of the flu in this country in seven weeks. You just, you can't tell me that. You just, I, I don't know if the Someone said this to me, and I have I've not researched it at all. I have not looked into it. I'm not saying this is true or anything because I have not done any of my own research. But I had a woman that um, works at one of my accounts who I respect. She's an intelligent person. And she was like, the COVID tests also test for influenza. So if you have the flu and you take a COVID test, you're going to show up as having COVID when you may actually have just, you know, the flu. Um, the flu. Which would also explain explain those numbers. Now, again, I don't know if there's any truth to that or whatever, but um, listen, man, at the end of the day, though, you know, it's funny. We've talked about this so many times. Um, it, at this point, it doesn't even matter. You know, we're in it for the long haul. It doesn't matter if, if what we think or what the numbers show because – you know, we've got a liberal president coming in and, you know, we should probably touch on that. You know, so Joe Biden actually ended up winning the presidency. We recorded. Well, we recorded well, about that's eight what hours they're saying, before they announced. you know. Yeah. Widespread voter fraud. I was that's, messing around with all my my Trump hating customers this week and just said, hey, man, widespread voter fraud. It ain't over yet, even though I didn't you know, I don't actually care. Or think, uh, think that that's no. Me, yeah, anything. whatever. Uh, yeah, we'll see, dude. We'll see. Honestly, at this point, it's like, we, I, I, all right. Two ways to look at it. One, I feel bad for the current, like, youth of America. You know what I mean? I'm just like thinking back to like when I was coaching hockey, all those kids, you know, whatever. At the time they were like, you know, I was coaching a prep school team. So they're like 16, 17. Right. Um, they're just like basically in college, like are going to college next year or whatever. They're in college right now. And, uh, you know, then I coached a, a, a peewee team the year after that. And they're all those kids, you know, it's like they're all they want to do is like, you know, play college hockey, play college hockey. And I, I'm just this is I'm just speaking to this because this is what I know. You could sure. put it in any terms, basketball, baseball, football, dance, you name it. Um, but dude, th the world has changed forever. Fact. Yeah. Like, no, no doubt. and I am so happy that I like, I guess got through in sort of like normal times. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and like, here we are now, like in the workforce, like having to live, you know what I mean? I just feel like if, if our like youth lives had been interrupted this bad, I think it'd be detrimental, you know, for our, you know, forever. It's like, you're constantly going to, you know what I mean? It's like, it's almost like having the life sucked out of you, yeah. but 
you know, there's another way of putting it is like, you know, once you get into the workforce, you know, it's like the life starts to sort of like get sucked out of you, but that's not our case. You know what I mean? We're living, you know, thriving and everything, but it's more like, I'd rather all this stuff be happening now for me, you know, I'm, this is obviously I'm being, you know, you know, selfish in a way, but like, you know, you, myself, you know, we got to live, dude. Like think of all those summer concerts, you know, it's like, whatever, you name it, like all the fun, you know, shit that you could go tour around, you know, it's like see people that you can see their faces. Like, you know, it's like, imagine going to meet people nowadays. It's like, Oh, like, you know, it's like, I don't, you gotta like take your mask off. And then, you know, it's like, then what if you're like walking down the street and you had seen this person that you met before, but they got their mask, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's just this, like, it's created this, like, I guess society where it's almost like, um, they, they just kind of want everything to be done right on the phone. You know, it's like, they want, they don't want you to talk to people. They'd rather have you text people. They, you know, it's like, they just want us in like little like isolation boxes staring at our at our black screens you know yeah it's you're talking about the the younger generation it's actually interesting i was talking to um a friend of mine and and he just read a book called iGen which i guess is all about these you know these kids coming up the age range that you're talking about and you know statistically I guess that this generation is less likely to take risks, less likely to take, take risks. They are, um, they have the inability to, um, be able to accept other people's opinions that don't agree with their own. Um, it's creating this weird like gap that I think is going to end up driving the political divide even further. Um, but, it's funny because I, I sort of experienced that and I, I won't get too, too much into details, but I was talking to someone the other night and um, they were like, uh, yeah, you know, like quarantine, I, you know, I, you know, I haven't left my house that much in like the last month. And, you know, I just been, you know, maybe walking around the neighborhood and that's been about it, not going out in public and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, I went to Maine with like 27 people like a month and a half ago. <laughs> Like that, that was fun. And, and, you know, and again, man, at the end of the day, I know we come off as like, you know, it's our way or the highway. And I, I respect everybody's opinion and, and what you choose to do with your own life is by far your, is, is totally your decision and has, you know, nothing to do with me and doesn't affect me at all. Um, but then, so like the next day it was just like, you know, ah, well, there's this like difference in opinions between us. And it's like, yeah, you know, people differ in opinion. But anyways, the point of all that is like this generation coming up now is like incapable of having, you know, hard discussions with people about differing opinions. And I mean, that's the world we live in is differing opinions, you know, and thank God it's that way. Can you imagine a world where everybody just agreed with each other? It'd be the most boring fucking place on the planet. Like, you have to have discourse. That's what makes the world go round. Yeah. I mean, you're totally right. Although um, I don't mind peace, man. I don't mind no. peace. No, I don't, I don't either. Um, 
And well, and there's, there's, you know, there's, uh, something to be said about that too. You know, if you're, if somebody wants to go to war and there's people that disagree and want peace, you know, there's, there's always two sides to every coin. Um, I couldn't help but laugh though about the timing of the Pfizer vaccine announcement though, two days after Joe Biden was, was officially called, uh, the, uh, the president or called for winning the election. Man, I've made a lot of little, little English mistakes today. Um, it's all right. It's your second language. Everybody knows you speak, you speak Latin, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, well, I couldn't help but laugh that two days after that, they, they announced, Oh, we got a vaccine that works in 90%. And you'll get a kick out of this because I'm sure you've seen this all over the internet too. I can't help, but laugh that people are so pumped about a vaccine that works at 90% when your body works at depending on what numbers you look at at worst 98% of the time it's like eight percentage points better than the way the vaccine works but but you know we got to have the vaccine got to have the vaccine. <laughs> hey listen your body will do it yeah this vaccine might not you know what do you say you get the vaccine bingo yeah I mean, I don't know if I, I, I may have mentioned this once before. I can't remember, whatever. The last time I went and saw my primary care physician, I don't know, this was like way earlier in the year, long, you know, before COVID. And uh, I went in for something completely innocuous. And we ended up spending like 20 minutes discussing the flu shot because she's like, you know, we do flu shots here too. And I'm like, all right. And she's like, do you want one? And I'm like, no. And she's like, why not? And I'm like, I'm like, I'm not concerned about the flu. I was like, I've had the flu one time in my life. I was sick for three days. And she's like, well, you know, you can get other people really sick. And I'm like, well, I guess they're just going to need to take better care of their body. And she's like, you know, herd immunity is like a real thing. And I, and at that point I was like, I was like, okay, am I going to argue with this woman or am I going to like, just let it go? And I was like, well, in theory, herd immunity could be gained by everybody getting it too and creating antibodies for her. No. And she's like, yeah, but like, that's not the way you want it. You don't want everybody to be sick. And I'm like, well, I've gotten the flu once in my life and I'm 31 years old. So like, you know, sounds like that's everybody else's problem. She's like, so you don't want the flu shot. I'm like, no, what's a fucking flu shot. Like, like I'm good, man. And if you think that's not going to be what happens with this, you know, you're crazy. They're going to, as long as dude, as long as it doesn't become a federal mandate, I'm fine. Dude, if, it's, if people no, want to get it, vaccines, what, it's fine. Yeah, dude. I'm just like, it, it would, it, it would really hurt my psyche if, if it was the kind of thing that like, now they force us to get like a vaccine and then, you know, if you don't want to get the vaccine, it's like, oh, you can't travel over state borders or like, you know what right. I mean? It's like, and they like just start taking away all of our human rights. It's like, you know, I think that's a problem that like, we have so few rights left that like and P and we're just like so willing to just like give them all up because of how lazy we are as 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 a you know as a society just in terms of like nobody wants to do the work they're just like oh we can just take a shot you know or whatever yeah. take a pill take a pill you know it's like the you know, the metaphor, it's like everything is, there's a pill for everything now, you know? 
So yeah, I I, I think we may we've probably talked about this before. Um, but there's oh, ha- have we? There's a level of <laughs> just throw that in <laughs> measure. That was um, fun. That was fun. Our real diehards will get that one. There's uh, there's like this like existential thing with humans, man. We're so petrified of our own death and our own mortality that like we're trying to prolong life as long as possible. I don't know about you, Benny, but like I think about like you know I I think I'm kind of lucky that my grandparents are in their 80s and still mobile and you know lucid and you know have the in, are are you know totally fine um in the grand scheme of things for their age um but i think about like you know you see the people that are in their 70s 80s 90s that you know their their life is reduced to you know getting wheeled around in a wheelchair and being brought to these places and they like they don't even really have a clue what's going on and like like that's not a life i want to live so like if my options are you know, die at 75 and not live that life or live to be 95 and have to live, you know, 15, 20 years like that. I'd rather go at 75 and, you know, go out while I still have a semblance of an idea of what's going on. Um, but that's just me. And I guess everybody's got, got their own opinion, but, you know, I think like we, we do this thing where we're so concerned with prolonging life and not dying that like, it becomes the balance of well, what is your quality of life versus, you know, what your life is at that point. Um, and I just, I just, that's just me personally. I have a, I just, I don't want to be, you know, hold up in a nursing home for the last 10 years of my life, you know, playing fucking setback with Chuck who doesn't even know what fucking day it is. Fucking Chuck. I would clean Chuck out, though, if we played setback. Chuck, you better watch the fuck out, bro. Uh, high, low, Trump. <laughs> uh, Doesn't matter now. Doesn't matter now. Um, and and I, I do want to clarify one thing. For it, I know it's going to come off like we're like anti-vaxxers. Like, I think your children should probably get the measles vaccine and the polio vaccine, you know, the random things that haven't been diseases or problems for, you know, tuberculosis, you know, the things that haven't been a problem for a long time. But, you know, I mean, that's every, every person's decision they have to make for themselves. But Ben, I agree with you. The biggest problem for me would be if it became like a nat, like you have to get it to, to travel because that would be a killer. Because then I don't know what I would do. I have, I would have no choice. I'd have to get it because I can't just. Be I wonder if there'd be a way to like forever. I, I mean, I'm sure there's gonna be ways to like fraud your vaccine. Oh, dude! I'll become the greatest computer hacker that's ever existed if I have to figure out how to like forge vaccine records and and make it seem like I've gotten the fucking COVID vaccine. Yeah, well, I already did. Oh, nice. Good job, bro. Um, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But like, you know what I mean? Um, that's what I'm going to tell people. Oh, yeah, I'm good. I got it. That reminds me of, uh, so when I was doing, you know, how like you do driving school, because I think if I remember correctly, when we were growing up, if you went to driving school, you you could get your license faster than if you didn't go to driving school. Is that right? I, I believe it was like uh, you could do it within like yeah maybe like four months or six i think months it was four months and if you didn't you had it was six months so 
I went to a driving school in Manchester. I'm sure a lot, I know a lot of people did American on Main Street, and uh, which is ironic because it was called American, but the, one of the guys who owned it was from Italy, which was <laughs> but um, it was. Uh, you know, it was like not the best run business on the planet, but they would just pump through kids going to school. They probably did pretty well for themselves. So as one of the one of the parts of the school and like the state's regulations for getting your license was you had to do four two-hour driving sessions with an instructor, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I did all the driving hours with like my parents and stuff. And when it came time to do uh to sign up for the test you know they go back and they look at like your records and stuff to see if you're like eligible and so i go to sign up for the test and they're like hey we don't have uh we don't have a record of you doing your driving hours with an instructor i'm like oh no and they're like no i'm like well i did them and they're like all right cool so here's your date and all this stuff and (laughs) i never never did the fucking the, the, the classes with the driving instructor and then now in like hindsight, you think about it, like on my driving test, I, I could not back into a space because that was like the one thing I like not ever really practiced. And so like I backed into like a, the parking curb like three different times and the guy just left, let me keep doing it. And he just passed me like didn't even like didn't even give me a hard time about it. In hindsight, that probably wasn't like you probably should have been a little stricter with <laughs> you know letting me get yeah, dude the I, wheel of a car I, I used to i mean i did those four whatever the four two-hour sessions i think those are more dangerous than just not doing them the fucking dry the the driving instructor's got a pedal over there right he can like break the car like i was like buddy i've been driving since i'm fucking 10 years old all right don't fucking touch your brake um what a day. Think but, about think about that job, being a driving instructor and getting behind. You're getting in the car with these kids who have you know have no idea how to drive a fucking car. What a fucking terrifying job that must be. That is beyond terrifying. Now that I think about it, that is crazy. I never thought about it until right now. But you think about like these 16 year old kids that have the attention span of an ant and you're putting them behind the wheel of a car for the first time. And like, all right, go get on the highway. Like, dude, that's gotta be fucking terrifying every time you get in the car. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That's like, yeah, that's a death trap. I used to, uh, I remember. I wonder what the pet, with, like what do they make like you know like 15 an hour i mean they i guess it probably depends like they probably make a little bit more than that but i can't imagine it's like much more than that um maybe i'll do that job my, in, my, in my life ain't life. worth that yeah. um i uh well it's funny because i i bought my first car before i had my license i bought my first car without even like i didn't even tell my parents i was doing it like found a car i wanted went and bought it cash the 3k the 3k and then i brought it home and like my mom called me i was at work and she's like whose car is this i'm like it's mine she hung up the phone and like didn't pick me up from work that shit but dude we used to we were such shithead kids dude we'd go to the top of my neighborhood and like you know there was houses up there but it was just a long straight and we would just do fucking burnouts and see how fast we could get going before we hit to like the, the curve in the road and shit like that. 
I'll never forget. And like now to think in, back in on your it. Car? Yeah. And I didn't even have my fucking license. I drive it to Bolton Mobile, you know, which was whatever, a mile and a half from where I grew up. I'd put gas in it and drive it back, no license, and I'd go to the top of the, the neighborhood and just no do burnouts way. and shit. Yeah, man. Dude, dude, we used to have – so we used to do this thing where – I don't know if you remember the layout of my old neighborhood, but, like, yeah. it's, a, it's a long, straight uphill up Denison Ridge. It's a long, straight uphill, and then when you get to the top of the hill, it starts to bend left. So we used to start where it got straight and see how fast we could get going in our cars before we hit the bend. And I set the record in the 3K. I went 83 miles per hour in a residential neighborhood as a 16-year-old with no fucking license in an unregistered car. And, like, to think back on it now, it was, like, that was very, very stupid. And, like, I would obviously never do anything like that again. But, man, that car could move, man. <laughs> Dude, I, I was driving home the other day or, or whatever back here, and uh... – there was a, there was a Mitsubishi 3000 GT pulled over on the side of the road and I almost <laughs> like like broken down and I, I wanted to send a picture. But, no, um, it's a, I mean I never had I didn't have many. How much did you pay for that car? I bought that car for I want to say I paid 2700 for it, and in the grand scheme of things, like the amount of money I had to put into it over the time I owned it, it was a fucking cheap car. I didn't put, I didn't end up having to put that much. I had an alternator, you know, a couple batteries, probably I had to fix a radiator because I tried to, how did you find that? How'd you find that thing? Like, what was the it's a kid that I uh, grew up with who, um, and you were like, I need a, a, a Mitsubishi no, 3000 he, GT. He, he, um, his dad owned a used car dealership, so they would go to the auctions. And so he would like pick up, you know, he'd pick up a couple cars from the auctions every once in a while. And I just happened to be at this kid's house and I saw the car and I'm like, are you guys like selling this? And he's like, yeah. You know what the funniest part about that car is? I, the, I test drove it. You know, he let me drive around in it. I couldn't even figure out how to move the seat up. So I stalled the thing like nine times because I couldn't, it, the seat was all the way back and I couldn't get the clutch in all the way. And so like, I kept stalling the car and like it was driving like shit. Cause I wasn't like up close enough. And I was like, I'll take it. I love it. <laughs> 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 Fucking idiot, man. Yeah. And then I went and bought it cash. Didn't tell my parents, brought it home. And that was, that was 16 year old me, man. Fucking moron. Cause they would have bought me a car. I could have saved that money. I turned that money into 10 grand these days, but Hey, listen, now we're, now we're, we're rambling. Um, and then, and then you know, that S four. Yeah. That was, was that, was that right that, after the, that was my next car after that. But that thing was the complete opposite. That thing was a money pit and just every fucking every three months there was something wrong with it, you know? Um, but that was a great car. That was a great car. And then I had that old bus of a Mercedes. Um, fuck, man. All right. Anyways, listen, we could talk about cars and our youth and childhood uh, forever. Hey, hey, Benny, do you want to bring it home, too, since you've taken over the intro? Are you going to bring, bring the episode to a close as well? Well, folks, we really appreciate you tuning in to another episode yes, here. Um, if you wouldn't mind, just go ahead and subscribe, rate, review. You know, toss us nice. a little comment. Um, 
go check out our Patreon. You can go to our Instagram, which is uh, at Sunday Conversation. Nice. There's a link in the bio for the uh, for the Patreon. Go sign up for that. And uh, yeah, um, Aaron, love you, bro. Great chat, Benny. Love you. Oh shit, I forgot. Great chat. <laughs> Later. <laughs>